0: On today's podcast, we've got none other than a 37 year old skateboarding British legend, enthusiast, collector of tattoos, destroyer of pizzas and vegan pizzas for that matter, sober as a judge and doesn't give an F. We've got Eddie Belvedere, sponsored by Deaf Skateboards, Black Sheep, Vans, Dickies, Nishar, I hope I've said that right, Yeah Buddy Wax, and D's Nuts. So enjoy 50 minutes of me and Eddie having a conversation. About skateboarding and life. Here it is. Who are you guys working for? Who is this? It's uh, skate skatewine. Oh beautiful. Did you say skate wine? Yeah. Yes sir. Right, it is an absolute pleasure to introduce to you Mr. Eddie Belvedere. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, good, all right? so good to talk to you. Thanks ever so much for uh, literally. I just was like, ah, oh, I've got like a free house. It's quite quiet. Let's get on with it. So yeah, all good, mate. I've, I see that you're in a new new residence.
1: Yep, I've uh, I've moved from the north coast to Cornwall. I'm now I'm now living in Penryn on the south coast. Okay. My a housemate, a skater, the cat's just next to me. She's
0: chilling. Uh, ah, yeah. nice. You brought your cat with you.
1: Yeah, man. She's she goes everywhere. She um. To be fair, like, this is when I first moved to Cornwall in 2013. I moved to Penryn. So I spent, like, the first year in Cornwall in Penryn. I've kind of gone, like, fucking John Rambo full circle. So
0: <laughs> so whereabouts do you originate from? Where did you, like, start skateboarding?
1: Um, I started skateboarding in Salford, which is, like, a city just next to Manchester, in 1998. So, like, this year, it's, like... This April, it's like my 25th year of skating. Like so,
0: 25 years of skateboarding.
1: Yeah, man, I've done quarter of a century. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what what changes have you seen over those 25 years? Is, is skateboarding different to when you first started?
1: I think like the first the first year of skating for me was like it was the best year of skateboarding because I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I didn't understand any of it. I had no idea about industry or tricks or fashion or i, I just i didn't know it ex- i didn't know there was a scene outside of me and my friend just skating down the street or going down hills or it's kind of like pure you know like we just we just go out and we'd like we just try and like jump off walls or like go down big hills go as fast as we could and like he then started telling me, oh, I've seen these pictures of people in magazines doing, like, they do, like, flips on the boards on, like, banks. And we used to skate this, like, brick bank in this car park. But it wasn't even a bank, man. Like, it, it, I, I drive past it sometimes now, like, I'm back up now I'm seeing seen my family. And it's not even a slope. It's, like, <laughs> it's the fucking mellowest shit. Like, it's... You know, but like when you were a kid, it's like whoa, it's like a fucking big steep brick bank, or whatever. And like yeah, you used to be like yeah, people go up, they like flip the board, they land, and they go backwards. And I was just like, no, nah, I don't believe you. Like, <laughs> I don't think it's possible. We used to think people beneath the deck and then jump to flip it, which I kind of I guess to do freestyle skaters. But like we thought that's what a kickflip was. Like yeah, you must have to roll because like, There's no way you can like pop it and then flip it and then land on it. We like didn't think it was possible, so, but then, uh, yeah. So that, so that was pretty interesting.
0: So how old were you? How old were you at this this age?
1: Thirteen, 13 when I started skating.
0: Oh, okay. I was, about, I was about eleven, so around the same age.
1: I had a few skateboards when I was a kid, like little, just like kind of toys that I came across. Did break and then I wasn't allowed another one and my mum made me wait so I was thirteen till so I got a skateboard. Yeah, because basically when we drive down south to my dad's family, we'd go past this mini ramp in in Woking. There's like a metal mini ramp in Woking. We drive over this bridge into Woking, which is in Surrey, and I'd see this mini ramp. And I'd be like, Oh, I want to, I want to ride a skateboard. She'd be like, now nah, you're too young. Now nah, you're too young. And I was <laughs> like, Well, when when can I ride it? She's like, When you're 13. So we got to like the date, like the week before my 13th birthday. I was like, So now we're gonna go get a skateboard, right? And she was like. What? I've been waiting like two or three years Just fucking like holding out And then she was like Okay yeah we'll get skateboards." So I bought this fucking the shitty Maui and Sons It was like a 50 pound It's 50 pound man <laughs> 50 pounds to, to me as a kid from Salford Massive. 50 pounds Might as well have been like a thousand pounds I was like fuck As if the skateboard cost 50 pounds And I got it on my 13th birthday And I rolled outside on it I did a skid on the tail and, like, half the tail graphic, like, fell off. Dropped off and I was like, fuck. Oh, whatever, now I'm skating it. My mum drove me to that mini ramp because we were down at my family's for my birthday. It was raining. I had a pair of Adidas, like, uh, Adidas, like, shell, shell tracksuit pants. Before, people wore tracksuit trousers in skateboarding to be cool. Like... I wore track trousers because I was a kid from Salford, and that's what you got to wear. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I, I tried. So I got to this ramp, it was metal, and I was like, All "Right, well, I've got to drop in on it. I didn't know what a drop in was. I was like, if I stand at the top and go down there. So I just started trying to drop in, and I fucking slammed so hard. Just, like, wiped out, slammed, boom, smash. Whoa, what the fuck? Got up, did it again. I did it for an hour in the rain, on a metal mini slam slamming smash. <laughs> I ripped all my trackies. I was covered in mud, I was covered in water. I was like, fuck. And I went back to the car after an hour because it's like, oh, my mom's going to get pissed off or whatever. She, she'll be, she be wanting to go. And I opened the door and she looked at me and she's just like, did you enjoy it? And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, you're covered in mud. And I was like, I know. I want to go back tomorrow. And she was just like, whatever just that that was it mate i was fucking hooked after that that was like the beginning
0: man that makes so much sense because uh i think a part a part of skateboarding is like taking slams and being able to have a good pain threshold and and the fact that you started at 13 your progression must have like been so severe like it must have been so quick because when when were you first when was your first sponsor because from being 13 to like I remember seeing you. You must have been in your like early twenties. You were always in sidewalks, so you must have had a really quick like skate progression.
1: Yeah, yeah, but do you know what? What was weird was like the first week of me skateboarding felt like I've been skateboarding for a year, and then like three months into it was like fuck, I've been skateboarding for three months. And like I think being young and like being quite sheltered from like what it's like from, from say skate parks or from like city streets time as a kid it, it it a month was a lot longer than a month is to me now you know exactly. so one year after one year of skateboarding i was like fuck because i had friends and they were like oh, i had skaters i hung out with but they'd skate like three months and like my mate had skated six months and i'd skated for a year and everyone's like fucking eddie skated for a year and that was like you might, that might have been 10 years or whatever and I was like one day we'll have skated for two years whoa like and I guess it's weird because I it probably took me like a year to learn the kickflip and in my head I was like because by this point I'd bought like Big Brother magazine it was like the first skateboard magazine I ever bought because wow. he had it in the news agent. so I got Big Brother first mag straight in then Thrasher right. then Sidewalk then Document and like I just had all these sick mags, and I was like, fuck, there's kids in here doing, like, sick tricks. I was like, whoa. I'm like, fuck, it's taking me so long to learn a kickflip. I was like, oh, I'm shit, whatever. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I've just got to keep trying, keep trying. And I think about it, and now, now I think about the tricks that I did when I was younger, and in the time I've been skating, I was like, fuck, I did tricks now that I could, no way I could do now. I learned tricks everything i was learning do you know like it's the first time you learn tricks and i've learned more tricks i've lost more tricks than i've learned now you know like the shit that i've done i'm like oh, i did that one <laughs> and then I, oh, i'll learn it again i'm like nah no chance like that's gone sailed so so how old so you now? I was, how, 38 how... in
0: april wow 38 so so when was your first yeah. sponsor then in between here and now then
1: so so wisdom wisdom skate shop in okay. manchester which was in Affleck's palace which was basically like it was the fucking it's the spot we hung out on a saturday we'd all go into town we'd all meet up at wisdom the crew would heckle us all because we were kids and we were like fucking idiots and then we go street skating and like my friend rick norman uh, aka rick and roll he just had a camera and he'd film everything he was just always filming shit and like like, oh just filming filming and i didn't know but every time we were going skating he was filming and then he'd go into wisdom and go yo look what eddie's done look what eddie's done and then like one day they're like do you want to do you want to ride for the shop and i was just like yeah
0: that's <laughs> wicked
1: what what does that mean and they're like oh well you get this a month so i could get a deck and a, a set of wheels or something that worked out and i was like fuck yeah because i started snapping decks and like i was like wow sick so i was like i get one deck a month a panic deck because they were cheap oh panic and i could get like, i think what wheels could use some shitty wheels whatever cheap wheels i used to skate like octagons or something like that and then i could get that every month so it meant it meant all of a sudden i got like every month i could just get a fresh board and new wheels and it just it just made a massive difference like it just kind of changed everything
0: So when you were like skating uh, and getting filmed and stuff, it was never really like a thought of like, I'm going to get sponsored. I'm going to be pro. Like you were just, you just enjoyed it. You enjoyed what you were doing.
1: Mate, I fucking grew up in Manchester. I was split between Bolton and Manchester. So I I grew up skating, bone skatepark in Bolton. Tez Robinson was the manager. Andy Scott worked there. You know what I mean? I didn't know who the fuck Andy Scott was. Mike Mike Sutcliffe do you remember South African Mike? do you remember him? no I don't know well basically them three were the most stylish fucking skateboarders that anyone could be graced a presence with do you know what I mean I had no idea I was like oh this is how you ride a skateboard just fast and smooth and everything was just done with finesse and style I was like oh that's how you skate a skate park and then Manchester the the city you had like Dan Reese, Keith Miller, fucking Gary Woodward, Woody. So, like, I had absolute Gs. And then there was, like, Danny McCourt, Schooley, Stu Bentley, Eastbourne Ben, Joe Gavin. There was, like, a Joe Gavin was kind of a bit older than me, kind of hung out with some of my mates, but, like, he was like, whoa, it's Joe Gavin, do you know what I mean? Obviously, Grove. (laughs) There There was Grove, there was Brady, Pete Rigby, Adam Hardman from Blackpool, and, like, all these fucking heads who were, like, sick. And then I was like, yeah, I'm kind of shit compared to these guys. <laughs> and then I was like, Danny Brady gets on Blueprint. And he's like, whoa, what the fuck? Brady's on Blueprint. Oh, my God. And then Grove's like, I'll tell you a good story about Grove, actually. But, yeah, Grove gets starts getting hooked up. And then Cubic from Scotland's doing Savia, So he starts giving us Savvy shoes, But Grove gets proper hooked up. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Fucking hell, man! I need to start skating properly so I can catch up to everyone else. Do you know what I mean? And then I don't know. I never really saw myself as a good skateboarder, and I think I had to work hard to learn to skate. So like it were, wasn't natural.
0: You were skating with. You were just skating with like a lot of really good, talented skaters. In just
1: yeah, the fucking best mate. All the best. All the all of the skaters skate fastest. Fuck. They all had the best these They were all just powerful, and and I was like, oh, this is just how you skate. This is how you. This is how you skate.
0: And was this in Manchester?
1: Manchester and Bolton. So it was uh, okay.
0: between.
1: So basically, Bolton's half, twenty minutes, thirty minutes into the city centre of Manchester.
0: Yeah,
1: like Bolton's north Manchester, and you got obviously Manchester centre. Salford's kind of in the middle of the two. But I had no idea. I didn't know who the fuck Andy Scott was. He just works at the skate park. And then I got a job at Bolton when I was 17, and like I was hanging out with everyone. And then you go around to Andy's house and you walk up his staircase, and then there's like boards on the wall, flip Andy Scott. And I was like, Are you the problem? Flip Andy? And he's like, uh, Yeah, 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 used to be, yeah. And I'm like, What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> Ah, uh, whatever. Do you want a brew kind of thing? Just like, not ass No, no interest in telling you like all the magnets. And then obviously, like you're a kid, so you start digging. Like, ah, what about this guy? Tell me about Tom Penny. I want to know about. <laughs> tell me about Jeff Rowley. What's the baddest thing? What happened in America? Tell me all your fucking stories and this. Yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> I was young, mate.
0: Who was your favourite who was your favourite skater when you were younger? Like who did you look up to? And then who did you skate with the most when you were, you know, coming up through the the Manchester scene? And Bolton?
1: So it's weird. It was weird, eh? Like I had I had crews and then I kind of like had a crew in kind of And I kinda I guess I kind of outgrew it a bit, because like it's kind of weird. Like when you I guess if your skating gets to a point. And I'm just like, all I'm doing is eating, sleeping, breathing, skateboarding. And I'm just like, I need more. I need more. And then I, I want to go and skate these stairs. I want to go and skate this shit. So like, my mates like, oh, man, we just want to skate this curb. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to the city tonight. After the South, Salf- like, Warton was where I went to school in Sulford. So after, I kind of, kind of, kind of, them guys were my mates, but like, I was hanging out with like an older crew. So there was like Leroy. Jamie, Kid Omar from Swinton, and they were, like, 18, 19. I was probably, like, 14 at the time. Right. And they they, they drove cars, and they were, like, raving and shit. And, like, it's weird, eh? Because they kind of, like, knew I was getting better at skating. So they were like, oh, come with us, come street skating. So I, on a school night, when I'm 14, I'm, I'd come, jump in this punter with these lads. they pick me up take me out skating, take me to the spots. like, oh, you should skate this spot. And I'm like, yeah, okay, let's skate this. And then we just skate. And then it'd be like, getting back at like 11 o'clock at night. And my mum was like, where the fuck have you been? And they'd be pumping jungle. Like, do you <laughs> know what I mean? They had jungle tapes in the punto. And I'd just be like, what the fuck is this music? And it's just like, and then they'd drop me off, being screech off in the car. And my mum was like, who the fuck are the fucking guys? I'm like, oh, they're my friends. Like, Then, obviously, I was getting better at skating. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go here now. Met people in the city centre. Like, everyone used to skate at the Gasworks, which was, like, the main spot in Manchester. So on a Saturday, Sunday morning, everyone would go to the G first thing in the morning. And then from the G, then you'd go off street skating for the day. So from there, we just, mate, we just formed this crew there that was, like, probably 20, 30 skaters. We were all mates and it kind of changed the Manchester scene from the old night like mid nineties, late nineties when it was a bit it had quite a bad reputation. And we were all just like we were all just mates, like a big crew of mates. Everyone was skating, everyone was progressing, we were building shit, skating, filming. There was the older crew, like like say Woody and Dan Reese, Danny McCourt, Keith Miller, who we all kind of looked up to. Well they were all super cool, and they looked after us and and then we just fucking, yeah, just that that was it, mate, and then we just we just grew up on the streets, basically.
0: You talk about your mum there and the fact that like when you were, first went skating, you were slamming a lot on the mini ramp, and then obviously you're turning yeah. up with these guys that are four years older than you and obviously like listening to jungle and stuff. What did your mum how did your mum perceive skateboarding uh, when you were younger? And how has she, she seen your development in skateboarding? Um, because I know it's, it's a very similar story you have to me with that respect.
1: Yeah, well, it's kind of weird, isn't it? Because I, I don't I, I don't think until re- really recently, man, like my mum and dad both just, they they saw it as like a fad. There's like a little, oh, he's doing this. And then it was like, oh, he's hanging around with like rongans. And like some of my mates, they liked like there's good kind of role models. Other of my friends they didn't like so much, and they kind of maybe thought it was gonna lead me down the wrong path. They were super against like any kind of drugs. I don't know. They saw weed as like a really hard, hard drug. Like, a, do you know what I mean? Like it was like as bad as doing heroin or something. Yeah. Um, and then obviously that created a pushback, and then I pushed back. I was young, and then we just bumping heads for years. And then I was just like, oh, I'll just go off and do my thing. Just skating and just, like, started traveling. And and that kind of went on for years and years and years until I moved to Cornwall. And then I can't remember what happened. You know what I think changed everything? I think there was a comp at Greystone. So, like, a few years ago. It might have been... Ah, the first one was the UK Champs at Greystone. Okay. It was on TV. It was on TV. And I was in it. I was on it, or whatever, on the BBC... And, like, fucking loads of people tuned into that shit. People who don't give a fuck about skateboarding, but it's like, all of a sudden, oh, it's on TV. Oh, like, it's fucking, like, all my family, oh, Edward's on TV. Like, so I skated and that. <laughs> then that kind of created a little bit of interest. And then the next time there was a comp, I think it was Van Shop Riot at, at Raystorm I said to my mum, I was like, oh, you should come. Um, we've got into the, the quarters or the semis or whatever. And it was fucking hell, man, like, that comp. He was in Black Sheep. Rick Fields used to skate for Witchcraft. I think he's on Creature now. He's from Wigan. He's, like, Little Little Rick, man. He's <laughs> Ripper. But at Bolton, when I was a kid, Little Rick was, like, that big. And he Ricky Mellon, we used to call him, because he do melons. And my mum obviously knew Rick. And I was like, yeah, that's Little Rick. And my mum was like, what? And now he's like, some fucking hench, fucking, like, solid like absolute shredder and she's like oh my and there was loads of people like yes Christine and you're like oh how's it going and she's like bloody and then everyone's hyped and then then she watched us skate and she was just like what the fuck she's like ah. and then it was weird mate it was like the penny dropped and all of a sudden my mum's like oh yeah. she gets it she gets why we do it and then she sees the the, the kind of companionship we have with each other she sees like the community, she sees the love, and then all of a sudden it's just like, ah, fuck it, all makes sense. And then from that, like my dad's warm to it, like
0: And it's a skill. You know, There's a like big skill in skateboarding that yeah, I think that people yeah. don't respect until they see it. Think, and then they're like, Whoa.
1: It's weird, isn't it? If you see like a, a lot of fucking grown men sitting on a fucking on a curb in the middle of the street, having fun with fucking kid's toy and it, it creates it can create quite a a conflict in their in their in the mind they're like hang on a second like these are grown men these are adults what, they're fucking sitting in dirt they're sitting on the floor like animals and they're enjoying themselves Well, they're not paying for it they're just doing this thing and they're all laughing and like some of them are like drinking and like some of them are just fucking about doing like weird whatever they probably don't even know what's going on some of them are eating shit falling over and then it's like but they love it oh they get up laughing (laughs) oh he's falling he's falling over he's bleeding and he's laughing and it's just like you gotta think man people who aren't in this game they fucking think we're fucking mad and we probably are like we are mad definitely but I am all my best friends are mad (laughs) and it's weird it's weird I think it took my family a long time to kind of realise like to get it Mm. but now they get it I fucking love that they do and I'm like oh mum there's a comp page you want to come and watch my mum will come and hang out and she'll chill with fucking whoever's up top having a brew just chatting and then she'll be like she's into it you know and I'm like it's only took 25 years to get to that stage (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, that's that, so good. That, that,
1: that to me is like more important. That's fucking more so than anything, you know. So
0: definitely, definitely. And uh, you were gonna say you had a story, a funny story about Ben Grove earlier. Can you remember what that story uh, ben was? Grove. Uh,
1: my brother from another mother. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's basically right. <laughs> there was talk of him getting on Blueprint before we got on Blueprint.
0: Right? I remember him in a Blueprint video.
1: Yeah, he had this sponsor me tape, it was on like a, a fucking little cassette. You know what you put in a camera? Uh high eight high eight tape. It's Ben's sponsor me tape, yeah? So me, Andy Scott, Tez, Grove drove to London we had to give it to Dan McGee, right? So Grove was all like fucking f at the time. He's like, Yeah, he thought he was a gypsy, a proper gypsy shit, like smoking embassies and like, but we were just like, shut up Ben, like, we were staying at Cubic's house in London, we just, we'd been, we'd been fucking skating or whatever and we'd gone out to Cubes and everybody was smoking, Ben got a bit like, ooh, like, he passed out, So we had this board, I don't even know if he knows this, so this would be sick if he hears it, (laughs) he had this board anyway, and we just, we get his board and we just, it's not even that funny, but we just started, we were recording this on the tape, on the Sponsor Me tape. Uh,
0: we just okay. started
1: writing, like, we just covered his board in, like, like profanities for, like, travellers or whatever and just just covered it. And then we had it next to him, like, we put shit in his mouth, and it was all on this Sponsor Me tape. And then the next day we had to meet Dan McGee, we had to give him the tape. He's like, this is Ben's tape. And then we went skating or whatever, and like, I don't know if Ben, I don't know if he knows that, but me, Scotty and Taz knew that, and it was always just like, yes, we've got one over on the little bastard, like, we fucking had him, man, so, yeah, so sorry about that, ben. but you got got Blueprint, so it's all good, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember Ben going from uh, from Blueprint, and I remember when I first met him, and when he started hanging out in, um, he was hanging out in Broughton, I was like, no way! The guy from Blueprint is hanging out in Braunton. This is amazing. So um yeah, it's interesting. I guess you, you grew up with Ben Grove, then, did you?
1: Yeah, man. He's like, I think first met him when I was fourteen. Then we, we were mates for a long time, skating together. He, because he was fucking hungry, man. Like hungry skateboarder, like skated comps. I was just doing one eighty nose grind. I was just thinking of a trick he was doing. I was just doing it on the edge of my table front 180 nose grind down Hubbers at Bolton blue jeans Mark Johnson twos no t-shirt on and he had a skinhead at the time and uh he yeah he was just hungry and he fucking killed it and he'd just jump off shit and like just fucking sick flips like backside flips just everything was like power and then he yeah I think probably when he got on blueprint and I think that's when he moved to Sheffield and we kind of, like, we didn't split ways, but, like, he was doing his thing, I was doing mine. We crossed paths now and again. Then eventually ended up back in Manchester. And then we were like, oh, we're just fucking, we're just, like, old mates, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I give him shit, he gives me shit, we just give each other shit. It's just nice, like, so.
0: Yeah, amazing. He's, he's,
1: he's, he's, he's a fucking absolute skate geek as well, man. Like, he's got, like, the, Fucking museum. Just got all the sickest shit. Like everyone has He's just got cool, cool stuff, man, like scapulated shit. But it's all like old stuff. He's not asked about anything now. It's all like from the nineties, two thousands kind of thing. So.
0: And so Ben Grove, Ben Grove is now living in Cornwall as well, right?
1: Yeah, he lives in the Logan. So he he you know the house you came round to? Yep. He came he moved in next door to me for like a year and then he was like, he's like, oh, I'm going to buy a house now with his girlfriend, Stacey. So he got a house down the road, got a sick house, settled in there and then I was like, oh, I'm out of here, man. (laughs) I'm going. Uh, He's like, what what do you mean? Because we had Snail, our mate, lives at one end, Grove lives at the other end, Snail's got a mini ramp in his garden, Grove's got solar panels on his reef. I don't know about the how it is, but and then I was in the middle. I had a log burner.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, that place was amazing.
1: Yeah, it was cool. It was good, man. But I did I did fucking four years in there, man. And like and then I met Josh, who I live with now. He he was like, Oh, do you wanna get a house? Oh, do you wanna move in? And I was like, Yeah, fuck, you know what? We're pretty keen to like be back on the south coast in like Penrin, Farmer. So Yeah, nice. It's cool. Yeah, I, yeah, I've seen Ben the other day. I just drive to his house now and just go and watch the football and on a Sunday. Watch him ba- cook his dinner. Are you both into football? I fucking hate football, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's his team? Liverpool?
1: Nottingham Forest, mate.
0: Nottingham Forest?
1: I like Nottingham Forest now because of Ben. Obviously, I'm a City fan, but that's just if anyone asks. But yeah, Nottingham Forest, I'm actually like quite into him, so...
0: That's something, whenever I'm traveling, that's something that I get asked straight away. It's like, which football team do you like? And I'm like, sorry, I, I don't actually like football. This is awkward. And they were always like, nah, you're joking. You're joking. It's like, "What well, no. this guy doesn't like football. <laughs> so with regards to Ben uh, and like Blueprint and stuff, what was your first skate part? What, what was your first like putting together, having to concentrate on? Um...
1: On my video? Yeah. Um... Probably uh, Dan uh, Dan Sintra, who, he's, he's escaped from Shrewsbury that moved to Manchester, like, early 2000s. Check out Think Tonk. Think tunk. That's uh, Think Tonk. Think Tonk. That's Think his, tonk. That's his yeah, what, yeah, find that tune. It's powerful. You should play that at the end. Anyway, Dan Sintra, he moved to Manchester. He used to skate Bolton. He was, like, a moody, moody kind of hip-hop guy, like, And he's he's actually like the nicest fucking dude in the world. He used to film and he made, I think the first video he made was like Little Picture. I think it was called Little Picture. Then he made a video called Everyone. And then maybe he filmed the Karma video, but that was like, the Karma video was filmed in about two days. So my section was like two days of just, I just fucking... I don't know, mate. I've never really, like... In all honesty, I've never really put any effort into filming a video part until quite recently.
0: Ah, okay. That surprises me. By
1: the time... By the time I got to, like, the age of, like... When I was on Harmony, so I went pro for Harmony.
0: What what year was that?
1: 2021, I think it was. Okay. But I didn't give a fuck about skating. I just skated because that's what I did. I didn't put any thought into it. I didn't... I just all I did was party like every day. Like partied and partied, and then skated in the day. And I didn't like video parts, people would film and I'd just like oh, just film this. There was no thought going into anything what was I was doing. Oh I can do I can skate this way today, I'll do this or I'll do that. I no no interest in do you know, like constructing a video or like making thinking about how something's gonna work together or like planning lines out i just like oh fucking whatever just film this and like (laughs) weird is it now i would never do that now i'm so much more aware about skateboarding how how my skateboarding works like i understand my strengths and my weaknesses now in skateboarding more now than i did when i was younger yeah, I just didn't. I didn't give a fuck, man. I really did not care. Like, we we just partied. We fucking partied all the time. We had such a good time, and we just caused absolute chaos in the city. And we did that for so long, and it just it's kind of weird, man. I kind of like. I'm like, shit. I should have put more effort into. You know, like what was then, but obviously I'm like, oh, no, you can't I... regret that. You can't go back and change it.
0: Exactly, I do, like. It surprises me because of anyone that I've skated with, uh, and I've just watched whilst I'm skateboarding and I skateboard. Like you're a talent and ability to do a trick that I wish I could do, and then do seven, six or seven of them all in one run, and then do another one straight after that, and do six or seven tricks again all in like one run is absolutely mind blowing to me. The only other person I've seen recently with that ability is Oscar Meza. Like Oscar Meza, I don't know whether you've heard of him. He's a um, American Mexican skater, and I went. Skating with him the other day, did a vlog on it, and his ability is so similar to yours, where it's just like trick after trick. Just, just you're just horrible, chilling.
1: Guy, it made me when I seen them clips to him, man. It made me want to go and skate that park you were at.
0: <laughs> Mate, you have to oh, come I out. Oh uh,
1: no, I, I was like, oh, I should go to Mexico. Yeah, I think hey, I'm. I'm. I'm quite like that. I just, be like, you know what? Fuck it, let's go to Mexico. But at the minute, I'm like, I've got to focus my energy into one thing
0: because
1: yeah i've got to make it work and then when it works everything will be sick <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> do you know what i
0: mean just to let everyone else know we've just had a quick toilet break um yeah we've pretty much covered everything that i wanted to say but to get back to what i was saying uh your ability yeah. like being at mount hawk i remember being at mount hawk in the summer and just watching you and it's just like man one of your tricks i wish i could do and you're doing like six or seven in a row and it, do you just is that just how you skate you just of doing trick after trick and not really thinking about it.
1: I think I think when I skate the skate park, I've got no interest in like trying I won't try a trick, say like I'm not gonna spend two hours learning a trick. Because what's the fucking point? Like if I go to a skate park I just wanna skate, so I'll I'll I use skateboarding as kinda like I do it because like I like doing it, so I just keep I'll do things which I know I can do within a few goes, and I'll just be like oh this works today, oh what's working, oh my my knowledge is good today, oh this trick's working, so you kind of know what's working or what you're feeling, and then as the session progresses and you get warmed up, you're like oh, okay, right, you get into the motion. I think now I understand skateboarding a lot more than I ever did when I was younger. When I was learning all the tricks, I was learning, so i have got to do this trick now, i to do that trick. And now I was like, oh, I can do these tricks. And now I was like, I'm just going to get fucked out of my head all the time and not care about anything, not really be that interested, be sponsored, but probably, like, could have put more effort in and, like, tried and looked after myself and, like, kind of been a bit more conscious about like what I was doing to my body and like it's weird whereas what what happened was I think like six or seven years ago I had a girlfriend for like nine years she split up with me to oh no she left me (laughs) (laughs) she broke broke my heart bruh and like so obviously like my in straight away I'm like right okay hit the bottle like and I was like session session just I'm so depressed just like not doing fuck all, and then <laughs> she, what she said something to me. Hope she fucking hears this. She'll love it. And she, she said to me, she's ah, oh, well, just think now you can, you, you can really concentrate on your skating. And I was just like, you fucking mad? I'm thirty years old. I was like, I'm fucking thirty. Like, what the fuck? Concentrate on my skating. I was just like. The whole reason I came here was cuz of you like I I left my job I left Manchester I fucked off loads of like kind of opportunities that were coming up uh like yeah trips trips comps shit like that and I, fuck it I got a girlfriend she's the one it's all good I was naive I was in my 20s I was like yeah this is cool like I can skate fuck about hang around not with, you know I'll just do that everything was alright and then she left, and it, it wasn't. And she said that to me, and I was like, you know what? I was like, fuck you. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, fucking all right. I'm going to do it for me now. I'm going to do what I want to do. And then my friend, two, I was with two of my friends on New Year's Eve, and this is the last time I ever drank. And I was, I was partying, and it was New Year's Eve, and I was just doing whatever. I had all this booze and whatever. And my friend booked a ticket to Barcelona for a month's time. So it was the 1st of February we were going to Barcelona. And he booked a 10-day ticket. And I was sat there and I was like, oh, if I go like this, I'm not going to be able to skate. I said, I need to go to Barcelona. I need to be able to skate the best I can skate. So I said, when all this booze is gone tomorrow, I'm going to stop drinking. And then I was like, okay. And I stopped drinking that day. I've not drank since then. And I didn't like- realize that. Seven years ago, six years ago. Was that was that a no, trip no. with Buzzer? No, it's me, Adam Solaes, and Danny Parker. It's just the oh, three okay. of us, yeah?
0: So you're not drunk and for like seven years?
1: Six or seven years. Wow. It must be seven years. I think it's seven. How old am I? Yeah, yeah, it's seven years. It must be... Hang on a second. Six years. I have no idea. I don't
0: That's care. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. drink. I
1: don't well, drink like... anyway, whatever. I...
0: I'm kind of thinking that I might go back to it because I did I did 18 months of the last couple of like three years what we've just been through and I can't how quickly you heal like if you like sh- have a shinner or you twist your ankle and then like if you've been drinking your body takes so long to heal have you found that?
1: Um, I find what's worked to my advantage is like my diet since I was 18 I stopped eating meat
0: I was going to ask you about your diet I
1: am conscious about my diet I've abused my body in like mad ways, like, it's weird because what I always did, no matter what I'd been doing the night before, I'd always go and skate. I'd go and skate and I'd sweat and I'd skate and I'd fucking have a session and then come a few hours later, I'd come round, I wouldn't sit being like, uh, uh, i uh. just went, like, nah, fuck that, let's go out and skate or let's do something, <laughs> keep drinking, whatever, <laughs> and... I think that helped me because I'd like get shit out of my system. I wouldn't leave whatever's in me. I'd get it out of me. It's weird, man. Like, And now, now I see some of my friends and how it's... Alcohol's fucked, mate. Alcohol, I think, is the worst drink and the, the worst drink. Well,
0: I've <laughs> it's tried the
1: worst <laughs> drink, it's, 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 it's by far the worst drug. And yep. It's so socially accepted. And I might sound like some fucking prick who doesn't drink or whatever. But I'm like, alcohol as a drug is definitely up there with the worst
0: drugs. Do you remember Professor Nutt? Professor, Professor Nutt was Nutt. Uh, he was one of the scientists scientific advisors for for the Labour government probably about 12 years ago. And I think it was okay. under Gordon Brown and and he he did a he did a scientific like chart of like how how dangerous drugs are and when it when he when he released this paid government uh document it ended up being that like tobacco and alcohol were like coming above like obviously other drugs that were illegal. And it was like, I remember this, I just remember the news so much.
1: Scrap, scrap the plans, scrap it.
0: They, they fired him, you know, they fired him. Shit. I don't know if I have to say this because it goes on Spotify, but we are not giving health advice right now. Was <laughs> it going on
1: Spotify?
0: Yeah, it's going on Spotify now. I'm, it's gonna be interesting to see if I can like, click on explicit because uh, the topics that we're covering are really interesting, but they're definitely for, for a mature audience. Yeah. well, drinking,
1: Okay, this is. I suggest if you can drink, drink in moderation. Moderation is key. Balance is key. Yeah, because I, I don't know about you. Like, if you can drink and then put the drink down and stop, and be like, okay, yeah, I've had enough. Then that's rad. Like that's cool. Like I can't do that. I can't do that with anything. Like,
0: so. Do you know what the weirdest thing with me was? When I I was always like that before uh, I quit. And then after coming back and, and being in Mexico in February and having like a couple of tequilas and beers, it, it suddenly became the opposite way. I was like realising how people can get addicted to alcohol. Uh, and then when I realised that, I was like, right, well, I need to like just try and do it socially now. And I'd like to go back to just not just a clean slate and not drinking at all. But the British, my, my, the British my, culture my friend, is like.
1: Yeah, my friend who's staying with me, like he's not drunk for like however long. And then last night he he like met this girl. He had like a few whiskeys, a few few half pints. And then mate just turned him into an absolute idiot. Like he's like, this morning he's like, oh, oh, why have I done that? Yeah. I don't even know why I've done that. And then, and then it's like every day he's super productive. He's like getting shit done. He's doing this, he's doing that. And then today it's just like, and I'm like, oh, wonder if that's why it's legal. Because it, it it stops people from being productive, and it's it's like oh, rather than get up and get out there and like seize the day, I'm gonna get under my bed covers further, and I'm gonna get on my phone, I'm gonna get a Domino's, and I'm gonna get fucking high cholesterol. Do you know what I mean? It's just like that's so- like if you, ain't, if you ain't doing that, you're like oh no, nah, I'm gonna go out, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get fit and then I'm gonna go here, and then then i have do you know what, I'm gonna try and learn this new thing that I've not done before, and I'm gonna meet this person I've never met, and then all of a sudden, like, all this shit starts to happen, and it's like, oh, it's good waking up sober.
0: It's so funny, I I met a girl in Australia who said exactly that. She was like, you've got caffeine Monday to Friday to keep you productive, and then to keep you subdued on Saturdays and Sundays, you've got alcohol. And when she said that, I was like, this girl was like 10 years younger than me, or five years younger than me, and I was like, whoa, that's like, kind of deep.
1: pretty obvious though, isn't it? It's my dog. I have caffeine every morning.
0: <laughs> I love two it. Coffees. I love caffeine. I love it. Two coffees. I just sit in bed and watch the sun
1: come up, and drink two coffees, and I'm like, okay, right, let's go. Let's yeah. see what we've got to
0: do today. So I do love but a yeah. coffee. One question I didn't manage to ask earlier was um, what would you say that you primarily skate? Would you say you're a street skater, or do you think that it's tr- tr- transitioned? <laughs> I use transitioned. But you transitioned over time from being like street skating and then.
1: Yeah. <laughs> skateboarding is transitioning <laughs> it, it doesn't know if it's coming in this way or if it's going out that way Oh, it's coming back again it's going to take a turn Oh, oh it's going there <laughs> Oh, skateboarding it's like, Do you remember Bill and Ted?
0: No, nah, no, I don't know what Bill and Ted is Have
1: you ever seen Bill and Ted?
0: No, nah, sorry Excellent adventure Oh my god <laughs> Oh
1: my to watch Bill and Ted, anyway, it's about time traveling, and they get in these phone boxes and they like they travel through the fucking um, the, what's it called? Like the time uh, timelines, and all the timelines like they all run across each other and they all like link and whatever. And that's just skateboarding, isn't it? It's just like, and that's do you know what you said earlier about is skateboarding the same as when you started it when's the best time in your skateboarding, and that's why I'm just like. When you're a kid and you start you like a little boy or whatever, a little girl, whatever you are, when you start skating, you're like little, you're a kid. And it's just like fuck it's so free, so sick, and it's, it's everything. New. And you're not doing anything with any intent of affecting anybody around you. And this is this is what I wanna say, yeah. When I started skateboarding, I rode a skateboard because it made me feel happy. It used to annoy people on the streets. But I didn't ride a skateboard to affect, make people unhappy or because, because of who I was. It's like, ah, oh, this is a sick fucking toy. This is so fun. Like, oh, my God, look how fast I'm going. Oh, I'm out of control. Oh. Like, I just, oh, there's these other guys doing this. Oh, I hung out with these people, like. Was no like the last thing in my head was doing something because I fitted into a certain demographic, you know? I was just a fucking kid on the streets who, like, oh, skateboarding, sick. Look at these, like, do you know what I mean? It's such an amazing thing. And now, skateboarding, now to me, skateboarding, now I can have as much fun skating with like a five year old kid who's just fucking, having it like little kit man like skate with kit and it's like he's just like cheeky little kid and he's just fucking he's got so much control and understanding of his skateboard and it's like I have a I skate with him session he's more fun than some fucking serious fucking cool guy who thinks he's like 10 men or whatever it's like mate you're riding a fucking skateboard it's a piece of wood with wheels on the bottom it's a kid's toy like you ain't cool you're a fucking geek. <laughs> doesn't matter what you dress. Doesn't matter how you paint your nails, whatever, yeah? You're riding a fucking piece of wood with wheels on the bottom of it. Get over yourself. Who gives a shit? Like skateboarding it is whatever you make it, it is, yeah? And that's like you skate. I don't know. I'll go skate on my own now. I never used to skate on my own. Like last night I skate on my own. Skate on my own all the time. And I'll just be like, fuck it. No one's skating. So I'll just go to a skate park and I'll skate on my own. And I'm like, I don't care. Oh, there's a crew there. i seen some guys last night in the park. Oh yeah, these are sick guys. I'll skate with these guys. Whatever. Who gives a fuck? Or oh, I'll go to another city on my own because I don't know. I fucking, now I'm like, fuck it. If you ain't got yeah. a crew around, dude, there's not people doing it because you get older and everyone changes and like, yeah. everyone's got stuff going on and like, I'm fortunate where I'm like, I'm going to get a cheeky skate in it. Oh, people are busy. Oh, people are going somewhere else. So I'm like, and then I'm like, oh, this kid's skating here. Fuck the skate with this kid. Sick. Rad. Oh, who's this person I've never met before? Oh, cool. That's a good trick. Whatever. And like, and that's why I'm like, oh, fucking yes. sick. Rad. Skateboarding. It's the exactly. best. It's just like, and like I'm saying, the time tubes, man, they're like, oh, look, look, coming in every angle. Every angle, oh, this is skateboarding. This is why I think skateboarding great. So it was like, yo, fuck you. Skateboarding is mine. You weren't there. You weren't there 10 years ago. It's like, well, fuck you, man. I've been skateboarding for 40 years. You guys are ruining it for me. It's like, fuck you. Who gives a shit? Just ride your skateboard. Stop arguing with each other. Everyone, just get on with it. you are not got nothing nice to say to anyone. You're going to bicker and bitch and moan about stuff. Just leave it.
0: It is. I think it's just a highlight. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But what is your favourite obstacle? Life. Life.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that was perfect. Right, final question for you, Eddie, just to round up. All right, sorry. Uh, what's your What's your future plans?
1: I'm gonna grow as a human. I'm gonna keep trying to learn and understand what's going on around me, myself, my surroundings. I'm going to try and just spread spread a good message, kind of give back what I've been given from skateboarding, because I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm pretty lucky to have been given what I've been given out of it. And I'm
0: oh, like, lucky
1: to have met the people who I've met through skateboarding. And now it's time to be like, I've been doing this a while. Now it's time to go, okay. This is what it's about. So tomorrow I'm going on a skate mission and going back to Portsmouth, taking George, Lucas, Conrad. George O'Neill. So they're like 14-year-old, 14, 14 three 14-year-old skaters from Cornwall. Obviously, you all know who George O'Neill is. All absolute fucking rippers. And then my mate Ed, who's like from fucking London but lives in Cornwall now, he's coming with us. We're going to drive to Portsmouth tomorrow, skate the new park at Pitt Street for like two days just hang out with the locals, session Skinner, the owner, like, he's gonna put us up, I'm gonna fucking hang out with him and his Mrs. Jenner. And just like, get the kids to meet fucking new people. Cause like, whenever we go on a mission, it's like, oh, meet this guy, meet this person here. This person's like rad. And then like, do you know what I mean? Do what the older skaters did for us when we were younger. and just Exactly. Kind of... I,
0: I, I, should have, I should have probably asked, what, what do you do? What are you doing at the moment?
1: I'm unemployed, man.
0: You're not teaching?
1: Nah, I left. I left Mount Hawk.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. When did you leave Mount yeah, Hawk? Yeah,
1: I handed my resignation. And-
0: ah, no way. I didn't realize that because yeah, I was yeah. gonna say, yeah. uh, and it obviously, was making me Ill,
1: man.
0: yes, a yeah, lot of stress.
1: Yeah, it wasn't good for me. Like, um, yeah, like the last year, man, it's been shit. Like, it's been bad. I got um really weird, like I've never suffered from stress before. And then I kind of like was digging into it. I kind of slipped into some bad habits and I was just like, huh, I'm I'm like actually ill. Like i I'm suffering with like stress. <laughs> I was like, what is yeah, this yeah. stress that you talk about? And then I was like, oh okay. How is this affecting me? And th- this comes back to the skating thing. Like it was affecting my skating. And it was kind of ruining my skating, and I wasn't putting any... The last year, might as well be a write-off for skating. Like, I've kind of been slacking. Um, And I was like, fuck, I need to make a change. So I resigned, I left the skate park. And then it's weird, eh? The moment I did that, like, instantly I'm like, (laughs) everything's changed. Things start happening again. And, like, I broke this, like, cycle. I was in this weird loop of just, like, just like a hamster on a treadmill just like existing and then yeah I made a change and it was really difficult because I've been at the skate park for four years all the kids I've met all the lessons I've taught all the people I've hung out with all the sessions I've been involved in all the jams I've put on you know like all the hype mate because we just some of the sessions were rad we had the best times like always having laughs with the kids like yeah. doing stupid shit, chili challenges or whatever, like scaring people and just having a fucking good time and like making skateboarding, showing it in the best possible light in that place.
0: Are you, and are you still going to do lessons?
1: Hard. Yeah, yeah. I still teach skating if people want to learn to skate. I do it anyway, man. Like if I see someone skating, I'm like, oh, you should put your foot there or maybe try and hold your body here or just... I can. It's weird, innit? I can watch people skiing, but oh, you should just little tweaks, little tweaks, and yeah, it's weird, man. But you know what? Like that decision was like one of the hardest decisions I've had to make, and I made it, and it's the best decision I could have made because now I'm like, ah. Oh,
0: Start focusing on things. Yeah, yeah I yeah. I have to say I'm I'm gutted to hear that, but at the same time, like I can understand it. But the the. Like, level of, like, uh, I guess, admiration and respect that I've seen from other people when I've been going down to Mount Hawk and down to Cornwall for you um, kind of is, like, a compliment within itself in the fact that, like, you know, you can see how, like, and I, that's what I love about skateboarding is how the different age groups interact with, with people like us and yourself and how, like, positive yeah. it is and, like, how much respected you are by little kit who's five and then by a parent who's like in their 40s or 50s who maybe even be still yeah, be skating yeah, yeah. um so it's a bit yeah. it's a bit of a shame to hear that but at the same time no doubt you've got plans for for the future
1: yeah 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 and i think like the, the plans that i've have and like everything's positive and yeah it's giving me time to reflect on myself and like kind of concentrate on what's important and make positive steps moving forward. Now I'm like, ah, yes, it's back. It's on, like, Eddie's back. And I'm like, ah, that's nice to be in this situation. And it's what I was saying, man, like, do you know what I mean? Like, life is like Yes. You could get some diagrams in this if you can. <laughs> do,
0: do Just you know over I mean? the top. Like,
1: it's weird, eh? So life's, life's really like this, yeah? Life's like this. But then yesterday, I got my letter from the court through about driving too fast, yeah? So I got stung with a little bit of a, one of them. But it could have been worse. And this is what I'm saying about, like, understanding. I could have lost my driving license. But I didn't. i got to pay a lot of money. But I'm like, okay. cool. like, I fucked up. That's my bad. Like, i got to deal with that. I can't escape that. So... But sick, I didn't get banned from driving, so I can go to Portsmouth tomorrow. I can go skating. And it's just things like that, man. Just being like, do you know what I mean? Life gives you lemons. Fucking. Make lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just eat them, mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. Fight them, <it, laughs> eat it raw. Fucking Bangrove that shit. So, like, yeah, I think, yeah, it's good to be aware that, like, life isn't always cushy, but if you focus on, that negative side to it it can make it a lot worse definitely and you're in control everyone's in control of their own lives and everyone's in control of making their own lives better so if you have an issue you got a problem rather than just fucking bitching about it and moaning about it and expecting someone else to solve your problem like you have to sort it yourself definitely. and that's what that's that's this year's lesson or last year's lesson or whatever man it's just like right shit yeah make that's it happen Luckily, I've got brilliant people around me, loads of support. It's
0: nice. I'll round up there, Eddie. That was perfect. That was a really good. Uh, I think we. I think we might have managed an hour and ten minutes, which is um, a fair old. Oh, mate, away. I
1: could keep talking. I had some <laughs> sweets before we started. <laughs> no, <really>. So <laughs> did I. I uh, yes, like,
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I that's so funny. Guys, thank you,
1: could... got these... worms, ah. man.
0: That's interesting. They are interesting.
1: Glu- Gluten-free, plant-based. How much fun does that sound?
0: Wow. <laughs> Without gelatine?
1: Yeah, no gelatine. No wheat, so they won't make you bloated. Yeah, good shit.
0: That's amazing. Nice. Right, thanks again, Eddie. Uh, we're, we're definitely going to have an Eddie Eddie Belvedere part two, I think. But um, yeah, I'll leave yeah, it yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, thanks for your time. Sorry, it was last uh, minute.
1: <laughs> sorry about the swearing, man.
0: That's all right. I just hope I don't get taken down off of, uh, off of Spotify.
1: <laughs> could do, like, Morse code. <laughs> Popping all over. Bad Rob. Nice one for doing that, man. I appreciate
0: it. Thanks, Gennady. And uh, we'll catch up again soon, mate. And, yeah. Radical. Hero.
1: Legend, Rob. Nice one, mate. Take it easy. Top banana. See you in a bit, pal.
0: Wow, that was Eddie Belvedere. Uh, thanks so much to Eddie Belvedere. Uh, again, got Sean Goff and Lizzie Armento coming up and a number of other skateboard heads out there. That was a really good, really good time, really good conversation. And thanks for tuning in and listening to episode two of The Wine Club. Who are you guys working for? Who is this? It's, uh, it's Skate Wine. Oh, beautiful. Did you say Skate Wine? Yeah. Yes, sir.